Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets and Sins podcast. My name is Gavin, and this is Kaylee. And we are hosting the podcast. We will be talking about the gothic and music today. We have a great show lined up talking about various artists, including Serpent with Feet, Kim Petras, Billie Eilish, and 21 Pilots. The Gen X is showing. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't expand our scope too far, but we have a lot of great analysis and conversations about all of the different music and how it relates to the gothic genre. So we just want to provide some background and how it relates to our discussion. The Uncanny is a prominent theme in Gothic literature and began making its way into our vocabulary in the beginning of the 20th century with the publication of Sigmund Freud's essay titled The Uncanny. In this essay, he discusses that the uncanny is, quote, being robbed of one's eyes, unquote, that uncanny events result from instances of, quote, repetition of the same thing, end quote, that often make us ask questions like a random repeated number. Freud discusses that the uncanny is what unconsciously reminds us of what psychologists call our id, which is our forbidden and repressed impulses. These uncanny events are seen as threatening to our superego. The internalization of rules imposed on us by our parents, individuals, and items that we project our repressed impulses on becomes an uncanny threat to us, according to Freud. This idea of the uncanny became popular and familiar with Freud's publication of his essay in the early 20th century. As time passed, the use of this word and the idea became less popular. More recently in the 21st century, the uncanny has become more popular in our society as it relates to individuals and the media. With artists like Billie Eilish, who invoke feelings of uncomfortability and fear in her listeners, this kind of music is becoming more popular. The Gothic can be found in music in many different manifestations, including things like imagery, the atmosphere and sensation, as well as the primary subject being discussed. Imagery often relates to religious symbols being discussed outside of its direct context or dark and dangerous images such as snakes, spiders, and violence. Atmosphere and sensation is usually moody, dark, or scary, creepy, disturbing, or haunting. And the subject is usually tied to the idea of the uncanny. During the rest of the podcast episode, we are going to be discussing the many ways that these different elements of music are interacting with the gothic genre. We're going to begin our discussion with Serpent with Feet. So one of the artists that I wanted to talk about for this podcast episode was Serpent with Feet. Um, it's a project from Josiah Weiss, who's a musician with a ton of different musical backgrounds, ranging from gospel, jazz, neo-soul. And this current project is um, an exploration that's very expressive and a combination of all those different influences. The first song that we're going to discuss is Four Ethers. Um, a quick trigger warning. It does talk about suicide. If you have not listened to it before and would like to, now is the time to pause the podcast, go listen, and come back when you're finished. Okay, so now that everyone's listened to the song, we can get on with our discussion. One of my favorite parts of the song is it just holds so much emotion and passion and conviction within its lyrics and the singing, how it 
the instrumental swell and release under pressure. Um, before the chorus, there's these hollow drums and horns that move along like a march towards a lot of dark ideas. The idea of like, you're, it would be fine if you're a killer, it'd be fine if you lied, but I want to know who you are. And I think that kind of darkness that resides underneath all of the love and everything is one of the main reasons I identify it as being somewhat gothic, similar to how literature uses the uncanny, something that's disturbing or unknown, entering very personal and homely space and matters such as love. I also really like the spiritualism within the song. Uh, the central subject of the chorus being the four ethers, which is this theory that um, divides cosmic forces of the universe into the warm ether, the light ether, the chemical ether, and the life ether. They all make the world function. And I think that's another reason why a lot of Serpent with Feet's music feels gothic to me is because it's using these spiritual and religious images to convey its meaning. The incorporeal forces that are acting upon and influencing the relationship are also those forces that are haunting and manipulating the scenes of gothic houses or literature like The Haunting of Hill House. I think what you were saying about like devoting yourself to somebody or specifically like a religion was really interesting and throughout the whole song like the two phrases that are repeated are like I devote my life to him I get to devote my life to him and I get to sing to the cherubim and that's switching off between like devotion to one person and then devotion to religion mm. which could be seen in the gothic mm. like in literature I'm having a hard time like relating that that's totally true and there's so much emotional intensity within this song that feels almost like the screams or pleads or cries of the climax of a gothic novel but i think that one of the ways that it feels different is there's a traditional gothic trope within literature to have the main character be without power under the consequences and evils that are causing conflict within the story. Whereas Serpent with Feet's voice and the questions that are being posed to their lover are so strong and clear that I, I think it gives more agency and power to him in that kind of sense. And I think it also contrasts the idea that their partner is not vulnerable or open or that they are hard to understand. The delivery of the voice is so much clearer that it shows like why can't you love me like this way why can't you plead out your love for me or be open in your communication to me one of the lyrics that I picked up listening to it again was I know you've learned some fucked up shit from your mother and I like that it's thinking about or discussing how the past and trauma or behaviors and habits impede their love which is one of the most compelling and interesting parts of the Gothic, uh, in my opinion, is that it explores that theme of how trauma impedes or comes into shaping how we love. This can be seen in stories like Beloved, where Seth's trauma from the past influences the contours of her love and her, how she mothers. 
In one of the interviews I read, Weiss actually says that they sought reading as a form of healing and that he read Toni Morrison's Song of Solomon when he had to think about all these different issues about trauma and pain and sexuality, which I think is interesting given the parallels between Toni Morrison's book and Serpent with Feet actually reading her literature. I can see that now. Like my deepest connections with all the literature that we've read in class has been with Beloved because this is my second time reading it. So like I can see that definitely with like Sethi and her relationship with Hallie on Sweet Home and then with Paul D now at 124 because she was having such a hard time with like right off the bat their connection was kind of iffy and then throughout his whole stay at 124 and then her relationship with Hallie definitely was not pure from the start. So I can see how you're relating it now to the Gothic. A lot of the interviews I read, Josiah expressed this sentiment that this project, Serpent with Feet, was trying to deal with the suppressed feelings from the past about sexuality because he grew up in a very Christian household. He was in the gospel choir. So I think these kind of themes and the idea that the dark parts of us cannot be suppressed is really interesting how it's being connected across the board in that way, you know. The next song that I wanted to discuss was also from Serpent with Feet. It's called Cherubim. If you haven't listened to it before, you can listen to it now, pause the podcast and come back after you've listened to it to hear our discussion with a little background. Okay, so now that everyone's had a chance to listen to the song, we'll jump into our discussion. The song is centering this devotion to a lover, and the song title Cherubim comes from the Bible. It's an angel that serves God, and it's this is one of the strongest reasons that I think Serpent's music has a gothic feeling to it. Weiss grew up in a Christian home and sang gospel music for a long time. That background is being tapped to play on the ideas of religion in a new context. Gothic literature has a long tradition of exploring religious themes and using religious images. One of the earliest Gothic novels, The Monk, centers religion, and British Gothic writing contains tons of medieval imagery and many abbeys. The historical background for abbeys in the Gothic is because of the Protestant Reformation that was a site of cultural guilt for British people. Um, It signified the violence that occurred against everyone who was forced out of abbeys or who were killed within abbeys who wouldn't leave. I think also one of the reasons this song feels gothic is the image of the curse in the song, which is being used to express that the poor circumstances to life outside of devotional love would be a curse on the singer. One of the lyrics that stood out to me this listen was, I get to sing like the cherubim. And I like the equation of Weiss's music and singing as an act of love and devotion and how it's expressing all these feelings that either that they had for a lover once before. I think the one of the reasons I perceive both of these songs as gothic is because of its sensuality, how direct it is with its discussion of emotions and sexuality. And this shouldn't necessarily be a gothic theme or 
topic, but early Gothic literature was operating within a cultural atmosphere where a lot of sexual acts were taboo or where talking about sexuality was a taboo. I think it also relates to the cultural association of queerness as pathologic or perverse. But I think one of the reasons that this music isn't feeling negative is because there's so much power within Weiss's voice and within the music. It expresses the suppressed in what either Weiss experienced or other queer folk have had to experience. And I think there's a lot of power in that kind of act of talking about the things that need to be talked about despite things that try to suppress it. Yeah, I also feel like within the context of Beloved, this song is kind of relevant in the same way that Seth's love and her motherhood is also so devotional. She loves Denver with her whole heart and the act of killing her children was seen more as an act of love than an act of violence because it was in the idea of protecting them from slavery, protecting them from being sold off, from being ripped from her, from her not being able to mother them and be with them and love them. So I think that there's a similar intensity in the idea of love within both the song and the novel. Also, there's this idea that you cannot be devoted towards a lover in some sense or there has to be limits to your love or um, that it would be inappropriate to idealize someone because within Christianity God should be your only devotion and the only thing dictating how you live your life. So I think there's a connection there. Yeah, I also feel like within the context of Beloved, this song is kind of relevant in the same way that Seth's love and her motherhood is also so devotional. She loves Denver with her whole heart and the act of killing her children was seen more as an act of love than an act of violence because it was in the idea of protecting them from slavery, protecting them from being sold off, from being ripped from her, from her not being able to mother them and be with them and love them. So I think that there's a similar intensity in the idea of love within both the song and the novel. Yeah, I can definitely see that motherhood connection there. One other piece of context that may add to our discussion about Serpent with Feet's music is a Pitchfork interview from July of 2016. And in the interview, Josiah says... Yeah, in that time when I was making all of the bright, happy music, I was probably more depressed than I am now. It's funny that when I got dark and got a suicide tattoo, people always ask, are you okay? Are you harming yourself? But for me, talking about it is to exercise. That last line, but for me, talking about it is to exercise, is really interesting to me because I think it's at the heart of the Serpent with Feet project and looking at suppress emotions and feelings and letting them out finally feeling them or giving acknowledgement to those feelings and I also feel like how Josiah sings is so powerful and it builds up to the swelling and mounting pressure in the way that an exorcism would feel in my mind and imagination. I think that's kind of one of the reasons that I 
connect the gothic genre with Serpent with Feet is because of that idea of you have to address these dark things. You cannot suppress them. They need to be a forefront conversation. And gothic oftentimes with treating the uncanny is trying to look at those issues, whether it's bringing in domestic issues that are taboo within cultural conversations or talking about aspects of a relationship that don't feel natural to discuss with your lover. I keep relating it back to Beloved, but like you were saying, like talking about things with somebody that are really hard to talk about rather than suppressing them, that is like the one thing that Sethi had a really hard time with in discussing her past with not only her children, but like Paul D, even though he was part of her past. Throughout like the whole novel, Sethi had a really hard time talking with Denver about everything that happened because she didn't want to or she like it was really hard and obviously like everything that she went through was really traumatic so she had suppressed everything and then the fact that Paul D came back and kind of disrupt everything and then Beloved came back and then she was like who is this and I think like having suppressed that trauma and then having everything come back up it's just really hard to talk about. That for me is a really important part because I think that there is this kind of cynical as well as non-linear idea within a lot of gothic literature that looks at how the past ripples forward or haunts the present or always is influencing the present, which is one of the reasons why I feel like there's this emphasis on dealing with and treating or healing from or exercising trauma. I also think relates heavily to Beloved's book and both just Sethi's narrative of having her past traumas being brought back into the forefront of her life or how rememory works, as well as the historical legacy of slavery having an afterlife and influence on the present and how the present is organized and how society functions. Another artist that I feel connects to the gothic so heavily which funny enough also comes in the idea of queerness with gothic is Kim Petrus's album Turn Off the Lights. Yeah I listened to um, her album a little bit and it definitely gave off like Halloween party vibes like a little spooky but I liked like her titles of the songs but I could definitely see like some Halloween. It's October you're in a cornfield and things are going weird. I liked her though. Songs like Omen and Demons that have this haunting fe- feeling. It's eerie, it's dark, it's atmospheric. I also like the song Bloody Valentine. It's this uncanny of Valentine's Day where presumably violence has wrecked it. The lines Bloody Valentine and You Are Out of Time loop over and over and over and it gives a sense of a cynical nature to the song um, but I think that album is another representation of the gothic within our music. Even without lyrics you can get like kind of gothic vibes from it just because it, it's so like mysterious. When I was listening to it I could like see fog and like see a spooky landscape even like without lyrics just beats in the background. Yeah, it's definitely one of those albums that I just put on in the background and kind of like vibe off to while I'm doing something else. 
yeah, I would just, during October, I would study and listen to that. And I sometimes I would even just loop one of the songs with hardly any lyrics, just because I liked like the beat of how it flowed and everything. The next artist that we're going to be talking about is 21 Pilots. Their fourth album, Blurry Face, is a representation of Tyler's insecurities. Tyler is the lead singer and the songwriter for the band. So Blurry Face represents Tyler's deepest insecurities as well as his self-esteem and trauma that he's faced in the past. Their most recent album, which is Trench, is Tyler's way of escaping those traumas and dealing with them head on. In Blurry Face, he kind of talks about how all of these insecurities and his trauma has affected him and like hurt him in this past. In the fifth album, Trench, Tyler's insecurities are personified in nine bishops who are keeping him held captive in this fictional place called Dima. And Tyler has to escape Dima. So he does this with the help of people who have already escaped Dima and are mentally okay, emotionally okay, and are able to help people escape this place where they're being held captive. And these people are called banditos. Tyler's being held captive here by his insecurities in the very beginning of the album. So Jumpsuit is the first song and starts out like that, where he sees all of these people, the banditos surrounding him. The one bishop that Tyler has the hardest time with is called Nico. And he like physically captures him and brings him to Dima. And then throughout the album, He's trying to escape. The banditos are trying to help him escape. And then by the end, he realizes that he's strong enough to escape and the banditos help him escape. So he overcomes all of these insecurities and his trauma with the help of the banditos and is able to overcome his trauma. So I've only listened to Blurry Face, but I I could be wrong here. Is there a difference in the actual music style between Trench and Blurry Face? I think musically not that much of a difference. Because from what I can remember about Blurry Faces, it's a very like dark aesthetic. It's definitely more moody and atmospheric. Particularly, I'm drawing upon my knowledge of Stressed Out being a very nostalgic song about childhood and family and the past, but it also has a very like melancholic feeling to it. Yes, I think the the biggest central theme of that song specifically is the insecurities of growing up and not knowing what to do or growing Mm -hmm. up and not having a set plan because that song is like, the central line of it is like, wake up, you need to make money stop Mm -hmm. messing around you have to figure your life out the biggest part of that song like the biggest insecurity that Tyler was facing in that song because he went to college he didn't know what he was going to do and now he's making music yeah so that's a big leap of faith definitely but I think musically the only thing that really stood out to me now but Tyler raps in Trench, mm. which is something he does not do in Blurry Face or any of the other yeah. albums. They make jumps between styles within mm. songs. 
like instead of sticking to one like this is how this song goes he goes from like this kind of style to this kind of style within the same song it adds an extra layer to the atmosphere of the song and the weirdness of what's going on yeah okay interesting interesting i definitely prefer trench over over glaciers if i have really okay because i give a listen to trench maybe a couple songs definitely not a full run through that's a my bad on my part but (laughs) i really liked blurry face and i know there's a few songs what's their album that has the older people on the front um that one's called vessel it's their grandparents on the front vessel i Um, think yeah i think i prefer prefer trench more because Blurry Face, it was like, here is a representation of my insecurities. But Trench, it's almost like the Cinderella story and like this mm. triumph of this is something I dealt with and I've overcome it. And it's also like they went on that hiatus for a year where they literally did not post anything on social media. They weren't active. They did nothing. Nobody heard from them. And then they come back and they do all these weird cryptic messages and then they immediately drop an album and drop a song just like that. And then they announce tour dates and they're like, we're back. And it was like this, like I said, they created this whole narrative that just like immediately immersed all of their like intensive fans. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why connecting music and literature together especially in terms of genre is very important because they're both working towards creating a narrative and some music and literature have very little plot within them but is more looking towards creating an atmosphere but the converse is also true where music and literature is much more focused on the narrative and less focused on the atmosphere and I think that's why like it makes music and literature so relatable is that narrative because literature is supposed to teach a lesson and be relatable and that's why music that creates a narrative is so relatable and draws us in because we relate to the story and it's interesting to us definitely definitely i agree 